You'd think that as a video game podcaster and comedian, my life is all fun and games. And honestly, you'd be right. About 90% of the time, it's, it's pretty sweet. But every morning, I deal with something very, very serious. My face. You don't become an Edmonton 6 overnight. It takes work. And in my case, it takes good facial hair. And fortunately, I have a great facial hair tag team partner in Harry's. Hit up harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set and see what I'm talking about. Harry saw the tire fire that the shaving market had become and asked, how did it get like this? Crappy plastic razors, overpriced blades, all locked up like gold bars. And they said, no, we... We can fix this. And damn it, they did. Harry's ships premium quality razors right to your door. About once a month, I check my mail and there's that little box with everything I need to keep my kid presentable status. The blades stay sharp longer, which means an easier time getting my face in order in the morning. And the razors don't look like a dumb piece of plastic that a junior high schooler uses to take care of their peach fuzz. You have the facial hair of a man now. Shave like one. I actually leave my razor handle on the bathroom counter all the time just because it looks so damn classy. Harry's blades are German engineered and they're made to last. They're the best blades on the market for the best price and you don't even have to go out to get them. Set your delivery schedule and shave like a king. I know it sounds sarcastic, but I'm being serious. I've used Harry's forever. These blades are really freaking good. Highest reviews in the industry. A money back guarantee that you're not going to need and a subscription that you can cancel anytime you want. Getting ripped off isn't funny. Switch to Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just 3 bucks at harrys.com slash RTG. That's harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Remember the Game. It is my retro gaming podcast where every week a buddy of mine and I sit down and we geek out about the games we played back in the day. My name is Adam Blank. Thank you so much for listening to the show. And this week it is episode 188. Every time I see the number 88, I think of Eric Lindros. I don't know if that's just me, hockey fans, maybe some of you. It doesn't matter. Anyway, uh, it's episode 100 and... uh, He was good. I liked Eric Lindros. All right. Uh, It was episode 188, and this week we're going back to the NES era, and we're talking about one of the greatest games ever released on that little gray box of magic. Uh, Well, kind of too, because we're talking Contra, and we're mixing its little brother Super C into the conversation as well. I just put Contra in the title because I feel like more people know what that is than they do Super C, And Contra slash Super C together is kind of ugly to look at. And absolutely nothing about Contra on the NES is ugly in the slightest. I fucking love these games. And honestly, after all these years, Contra and Super C are still the only Contra games that I've really put any time into. It's a hot take, I know, but I don't love Contra 3, The Alien Wars on the SNES. It's very pretty. It's great to look at, but I just don't think it, it... it just isn't the same as the NES games. I don't know what it is about it. It's Contra might be the only franchise in the history of the NES to SNES where I actually prefer 
the, the, the NES entries over the flashier SNES versions, right? Like Metroid, Mario, Zelda, all those franchises punch out, you know, that upgraded uh, to, to flashier Super Nintendo versions. I'll take the old school bare bones NES versions of Contra uh, all day. Maybe that's just me, but I'll take them. Uh, both of these games are the fucking definition of tough but fair. With a little bit of practice and some patience, you can beat both of them without the Konami code. And they make nice little additions to your gaming resume when you do it, too. Uh, my buddy Brad is old and gross, just like I am. And this week, we both play our uh, pull our pants up to our man boobs, pour a tall glass of uh, prune juice, and we spent a good hour or so talking about how games today are great, but none of them hit quite like the Contra games on the NES did. We waited way too long for these games to get an episode of the show, and it's time to fix that, and we'll get there in just a minute, because speaking of way too long, it's time for yet another edition of the Remember the Game infamous intro. And if you're new to the podcast, welcome aboard. Consider this your warning. Our intros are kind of long, but they're fun. They're they're good. They're like, they're, I don't know what they're like. They're like an intro to a podcast that just doesn't suck. I've seen some reviews. I saw a review the other day of someone that said, like the show, uh, but the intro's really long and he doesn't put the timestamps in the description anymore. I don't do that because we're probably going to start running a, one ad, not even a ton, one ad at the beginning of the shows. And I don't know if it'll be fucked up by the timestamps and I don't put the timestamp in and then have it change every time the ad changes and then everyone fucking yells at me, blah, 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 blah. If you really hate the intro, and we're talking video games and stuff like that, it doesn't suck. But if you're like, I hate the intro, I just want to hear about Contra, uh, you're going to about the 40 minute mark. All right, just as a heads up. But otherwise, like, just give it a chance. We play, play one, we make one, erase one. We talk about video games, I answer questions. It's fun. Um, but I have to get, I, you know, we got to pay the bill. So I have to get my plug-in out of the way first. Uh, we have merchandise. We have hoodies, t-shirts, coffee mugs, posters, all kinds of cool stuff. Rocking badass art. You can check it all out at rememberthegamepodcast.com. If you're interested, it's a great way to support the show. And show my man Joe some love. He's the guy that drew all this stuff because I am an untalented bum. And you can find Joe's work at 4545creative.com. And of course, if you're like, Ah, clothes aren't for me then you can always just support us on patreon in the nude from the comfort of your own home where you don't need clothes for only two bucks a month you get two additional podcasts every week you'll get exclusive access to my gaming news podcast game patch every friday where i look at all the biggest news in modern video games and i add in my opinions and some profanity and stuff like that and then you'll get an episode of expansion pass every thursday which is a different show every week we do game rankings we look back at characters consoles we do comedy episodes there's game reviews uh this past week on a expansion pass it was actually episode number 100 so i ranked my 100 favorite video games of the past 35 years and as is becoming tradition here is a sneak peek of last week's episode of expansion pass my 100 favorite games of all time number 84 on my list is an indie game that i talk about quite regularly and that is spelunky uh, if you've not played that one, you get to play as this like little cave explorer guy. And every time you start out, you go into these randomly generated temples and it is almost impossible to beat, but I fucking love it. It's just so addictive. It's got that one more time, one more time, one more time. Uh, it was actually one of the games I discovered on my PlayStation Vita that I fucking fell in love with. And I just, Spelunky 2 is great too. I haven't put as much time into Spelunky 2 as I'd like to. But if you're looking for a really tough, never-ending roguelike, for those of you that are into games like Dead Cells and stuff, check out Spelunky. It's not as serious as, as Dead Cells, uh, but it's so much fucking fun. I love Spelunky. And you'll probably never beat it. So, there you go. Number 83 on my list...
A lot of great feedback on that episode, so thank you all very much. Like a lot of nice, positive feedback on that episode, so thank you very much. Uh, and this week, it's episode 101, and I'm going to be dropping my spoiler-free review of Pokemon Legends Arceus, as I'm apparently supposed to pronounce it, for the Nintendo Switch. Uh, quick preview of my review of that game. It tried some stuff that I loved, but it wrapped that stuff in other stuff that I fucking hated uh so if you don't like to hear pokemon criticized at all you may not care for that episode conversely if you think pokemon is a joke that looks like crap and you hate literally everything about it you may not care for that episode either i thought it was okay good some good some bad it was a buffet there's some stuff at the buffet that's great and then there's some stuff at the buffet that fucking sucks. But either way, that'll be what I drop tomorrow for uh, Expansion Pass number 101. And again, two bucks gets you both of those podcasts every week, plus instant access to about 200 archived episodes, plus a chance to join our Remember the Game Discord, assuming Discord is working again by the time this episode goes live, because apparently Discord's down for the entire world right now. Uh, you also get the chance to vote on our Patreon poll at the beginning of every month. You get the ability to submit comments for all of my podcasts, including Playing Play 1, Remake 1, Erase 1. And you get a shout out, and you get to hear me mispronounce your name just like I'm about to do to most of these people. A huge thank you to all of our newest patrons. Travis Johnson, Chaos Noob, Ryan Scott, Decoy Man, Gunta Hanta. Adam, I love that. Uh, Adam Hosempa, MC Accio, Justin Brereton, Michael Thew, Maddie D, Michael Bocanegra, Choplif, Sack Twist Salad, jo Jeffrey Maudlin, Adam Wax, I'm sure I'm fucking up all of your names. God, how do I do this for a living? I'm so bad at this. Unbuckled Cape 10, Nathaniel Silvestri, Rainbow Rooster 4, Andrew Jung, Bob the Bearded, Evan Coomer, Big Mike 614, Boston Pork Sword, Justin Valorelli, Valorelli, Pablo Martinelli. You two sound like a tag team. Justin valerelli and pablo martinelli john jimmy b dylan basford cornholio needs tp nice john jameson blade shady curtis benson jake matt smith and eric ronald cunelius 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 i think cunelius sorry eric uh thank you all so much and welcome to remember the game industries patreon.com slash remember the game and just never forget five percent of our patreon income every month is being added to a pool that we're going to donate to our remember the children 24-hour charity stream at the end of the year so you're helping kids out and listening to a bunch of extra podcasts we've already raised about 500 dollars to be donated just from five percent of our patreon and we're only three months into the year so that's fucking awesome so thank you all. And if you like to watch Twitch, uh, you can find me over there two or three nights a week, usually twitch.tv, and then look for Member the Game. Not Remember the Game, Member the Game over there if you're interested in swinging by. That's enough blowing myself. Let's blow in some cartridges. It, it is Cartridges. That was 188 times. I should know this by now. Let's blow in some cartridges. It is our opening segment on the show. I read a few comments and questions from our patrons, usually gaming-related, but not always. And we call this segment Blowing in the Cartridge. He blows all right. He blows big time. That's it, honey. Get into the spirit. <laughs> Let's blow. Our first blower this week is Jock Nerdington, who wrote in and said, Adam, if you got accepted to be on The Amazing Race, which Remember the Game guest would be your partner? You know what? It's funny that you say that, Jock, because Shaylee and I, my girlfriend and I, have talked about that 
and uh, always said that if we ever got on Amazing Race, it'd be the end of our relationship. Because we fight when we're on vacation and we're not playing for any money and we're not in any pressure. We fight every time we get lost somewhere. It'd be the end of our relationship. If I had to pick a remember the game guest to be my partner, it would be Mark McHugh. Uh, because he loves Mario is missing like a fucking nerd. So I assume he knows lots of shitty history facts and stuff, which means he's smart. And that would, uh, between his smartness and my charm and good looks, we would inevitably be the first team to be eliminated from that fucking show. Uh, thanks for writing in, Jock. Vomit the Soul wrote in and said, Yo, would you rather shit your pants at a family dinner or while grocery shopping? Choose wisely. Now, I gotta ask, is it my family or is it my in-laws? Because if it's my in-laws, I'll take my chances grocery shopping. If it's with my family, then I'll just do it in front of my family. And I'll just own it. That's what my family does. You Don't, don't judge me. Don't judge my family. That's how we fucking roll. But if it's my in-laws, then uh, I got to maintain the last little ounce of respect they have for me. I'll, uh, I'll take my chances grocery shopping. Um, I don't often read questions like that, but that one, that one was a head scratcher, Vomit. Good question. I like that the guy named Vomit asked me where I would rather shit my pants. That's, that's the type of co- top quality podcasting you only get here at Remember the Game Industries. We're, we're fucking top shelf. Uh, fuck <laughs> this show sucks uh jake carter wrote in and said hey adam i heard on i've heard on many of your podcasts that metroidvanias are one of your favorite genres being someone who just got into them fairly recently are there any favorites of yours that you would recommend absolutely there is i fucking love metroidvanias uh if you were to ask me if i had to give you a couple suggestions i'll go with obviously super metroid um fucking on the snes this game's a classic uh, i'll also go with metroid dread If you're looking to spend a few bucks, it was my game of the year last year. I fucking love Metroid Dread. I thought it was awesome. Uh, I'll give give a massive shout out to Hollow Knight, which was my game of the year from a few years ago. It's available on everything. It goes on sale all the time. Fucking stunning Metroidvania. Very difficult. I think it's the hardest of all the games I'm listing off here. Hollow Hollow Knight will fuck you up. Uh, Ori and the Blind Forest and Ori and the Will of the Wisps which is the sequel to Ori and the Blind Forest, are two of the most beautiful video games I've ever played. They're available on Xbox and Nintendo Switch. Uh, If you're only going to play one, I think Blind Forest is a little bit better. It's also the first one, so play that one first. And then a massive shout-out to the Guacamelee games, which I'm always plugging on this show. Uh, Two very hilarious, kind of... I don't know how to explain them. Like, cartoony-looking Metroidvanias where you play as, like, a Lucha Libre wrestler and you can, like, turn into a chicken and stuff and... Uh, all fucking yeah. So all all great games. Let me know if you pick any of them, Jake. I want to know what you think. I love those games. Um, and then we actually got a few questions about the podcast this week. So I kind of just thought uh, I would. I don't normally get more than one or two questions about the podcast, but for some reason this week there were a whole bunch. So I'm just gonna rip through a, a few of them here and answer kind of some some FAQs that I get asked all the time. Uh, Chris Pynchon wrote in and said, I was just curious how hosting these podcasts has affected your enjoyment of video games. Do you like gaming more now because of the conversations that revolve around them and seeing the excitement others have for classic games? Or does the job make gaming feel kind of like work? And despite your enjoyment, sometimes you just want to do something else like watch a movie or play one of your favorite games all day instead of whatever the hot dogs chose for that month in the poll. Um, so how, how has this podcast affected my enjoyment of games? Mostly it hasn't. Um, I've been doing, it'll be four years this summer since I launched Remember the Game, and I basically play video games every day, whether I would be playing them for the podcast or not, and I like talking about them. Half of the reason I started this podcast was because I love video games, and I never had anyone to talk about my video games with. Like, I have a couple of friends that are into gaming, but I, like, you know, Shaylee doesn't give a fuck and stuff like that, so I was like, well, I'll start a podcast so I can just talk about my favorite thing all the time. 
so like it's worked out exactly as I, I mean, actually it's, it's fucking a billion times over exceeded any expectations I had as far as how, how big the podcast would get. And I love doing it. Um, the only time I would say that it affects my enjoyment of games is sometimes I, I don't have time to play what I want because I do have to play, uh, what's up for the podcast. Like for example, I really want to play triangle strategy, the new game on the Nintendo switch, but I'm playing dino crisis for this podcast. I'm playing horizon forbidden West, which is partially for me. and partially cause I'm going to review it on an episode of expansion pass. I need to get to final fantasy tactics. I guess I'm letting the cat out of the bag. That's my planned game for episode number 200, but I've never played it. So I have to get through that. Uh, and fable just won one of our polls. So I have to get to playing fable. So I'm sitting here looking at triangle strategy on my Nintendo switch. And I'm like, Holy fuck. I want to play you. Uh, Dying Light 2 is another one that I really want to play, but I just don't have enough time. And sometimes people ask me like, are you ever going to play this? Are you ever going to play this? I've talked about this before. I only play probably about two hours a day. Like I spend a vast majority of my day writing, editing, producing, recording, and uh, promoting four podcasts a week with my Patreon exclusive episodes plus this. Um, you know, plus I am a stand-up comedian and that takes some time. I do that on weekends. I got to do all my own booking. I got to do all my own invoicing and bookkeeping and stuff like that. You know, plus I have a life. I have a dog that needs attention. I have a girlfriend that needs attention. I have friends that want to talk to me. My family hasn't disowned me quite yet. So like most of my gaming comes after about 8 PM at night when my girlfriend gets ready to go to bed. Uh, so much like a lot of you, probably you work all day, you come home, you spend some time with the family and then you game at night. So like, I just... I think some people think that like I play nine, 10 hours a day and like, I just don't, I only play two or three hours a day at tops, which I'm not complaining about. I love it, but it just means I don't have time to get to everything I want to play. And so to get back to your question about how has this podcast affected my enjoyment of games? The only way it's affected it negatively is that sometimes I just want to play what I want to play. And I can't because I got to play what I have to play for the podcast. But if that's like my biggest problem is that like, oh, what was me? I have to play video games. Then like I need to shut the fuck up and not complain because uh, I'm I'm very lucky and I get that. So I try. No, it hasn't really affected me that much. Uh, Captain N wrote in and said, when you started, remember the game, what motivated you to move to the second episode, the third episode and so on? Was there ever a time you felt like you weren't going to come this far? And if so, how did you motivate yourself to push through it? Um, every, you know what? I would say for the first year and a half, this podcast was, uh, on life support. Um, and that's just because anyone out there that started a podcast that no one listened to, uh, not to shit on your podcast, but you know what I'm talking about. Nobody listened to this podcast when I started. I said it in episode one, no one's going to listen to this anyway. And like, I don't care. You guys can know the details. When we launched, uh, I was getting about two dozen downloads a week. That was where remember the game was when we launched in the summer of 2018, we were getting a, a, about a hundred downloads a month. Um, and I did miss the odd week and the, and, uh, I kept thinking like, is this a waste of my time? Is this a waste of my time? Is this a waste of my time? And the only reason I stuck with it, to be honest with you, Captain N is the same reason I started the podcast to begin with as a stand up comedian. Uh, part of how you get better is to just log hours behind a microphone. And so that's all it was. I wanted to learn about editing audio and I just wanted to get more comfortable behind a microphone and then just slowly, uh, the, the, the podcast just started growing. We went from, you know, 25 downloads a week to, I think it took us about a year to break a hundred downloads a week. Like it took time for all of you out there that are thinking about starting a podcast and you're like, ah, no one's going to listen to it anyway. That's how it starts with most of them. Unless you're like a big name already. That's how it started for me. And just to give you guys an idea now, we get about 75,000 downloads a month, um, which is what 2,500 downloads a day, give or take. So we went from about 25 downloads a day to about 2,500 downloads a day in three and a half years. And once it started to take off, then the motivation was there. 
uh, I was like, well, fuck, holy shit. People actually want to hear this. Now it's, I want to keep going. But yeah, in the early days, I thought about quitting all the time and I just motivated myself. I wanted to get better at this and getting better behind a microphone. And uh, for all of you that are listening, that are thinking about it, I know I've said that like five times. Um, look at it that way. Don't get into podcasting because you're like, I'm going to get rich and this is going to be my job because you're not going to get rich and it's probably not going to be your job. <laughs> like, and even if it does become your job, you're not going to fucking get rich. I can tell you firsthand, you're not going to fucking get rich. Uh, at least you're probably not. Um, I mean, maybe you will. I don't fuck it. Someone's gotten rich podcasting, so it's doable. Uh, just do it because it's something you want to do and do it because, you know, maybe you're like me and you want to learn a new skill. Um, and don't let your downloads, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, uh, demotivate, I guess, on, uh, uh, get you down. Uh, just, just work on getting better every week. And if, if you keep working at it, the downloads will come. And if not, at least you're having fun talking about, like talk about something you're passionate about and see what happens. That's, that's how remember the game happened. So uh, yeah, that's a very long answer to a very short question. That's my MO. Matt McLean wrote in and said, Hey Adam, just a quick question here. Before you settled on the name, remember the game. Did you have any other ideas for titles for the podcast? Actually, I didn't remember the game was, uh, how I came up with the podcast. I was talking to one of my buddies and, uh, I used to host a different podcast called the comedy odyssey, which became Adam wastes time. You can't find them anywhere. They're, they're not on the internet anymore, but they were a Joe Rogan style conversational podcast that nobody listened to. And then I was like, man, like I'm getting bored of this. I want to do something about something I love. And we were talking about video games and I, and I just happened to, I think I said it in passing, like, well, remember the game, like whatever the game was. And then I was like, fuck, that'd be a cool podcast. And that's how it started. So remember the game. I'm one of those podcasts where the title actually, uh, I came up with the title before I came up with what I wanted the podcast to be. So I never considered any other names uh, other than I had to make sure nobody else had remember the game and it didn't look like anybody did. So there you go. And finally, uh, it's letter time. It's letter time. And Unbuckled Cape 10 wrote in and said, Hey, Adam, first off, thanks for founding such a cool community of nerds and hot dogs. I love the Ninja Turtles. And when I was little, I watched Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, Secret of the Ooze on repeat. Me too. Not that long ago, I made my wife watch the first two movies in that series. She ultimately questioned our marriage. Anyway, what is your favorite live action Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Or do you think it should be left to animation only? Um, you guys may not, may not know if you're new to the podcast. I fucking love the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, my favorite, my favorite movie of that, my favorite, anything of the Ninja Turtles, as far as like movies and TV shows go, uh, is the first, the 1990 movie. Cause I still think it's the best one. It's fucking excellent. Um, the, the IDW comics and the last Ronin comics might be my new favorite all time work of the turtles. But if you're talking just movies, um, my favorite is the original Ninja Turtles. And if you ask me, do I prefer live action or animation? I'm honestly indifferent because I think the only bad Ninja Turtles movie is uh, Turtles 3, the, where they go back in time. I fucking hate that goddamn movie. But like Turtles 1 is awesome. Secret of the Ooze is, is stupid, but like if you're a Turtles fan, it's fan service. I thought the computer animated TMNT was fine, although I hated the villain. I would have rather just been Shredder or something. And unpopular take, I like both the Michael Bay movies a lot. I think they're fan service. I think the turtles look fucking awesome in them. And I like seeing them CGI in real life. So uh, I'm honestly completely down. I have no preference. I'm completely down with either one. Uh, just, yeah, just make them not suck. And I don't care if they're animated or not. I'm totally fine with either one. I know it's kind of a lame answer. Uh, I guess if you put a gun to my head, I prefer live action. But uh, I'm totally cool with either one. And the best movie will hopefully not always be the 1991. I hope they exceed it someday. But as of now, it's still the 1990 classic classic 
fucking classic. God, I love that fucking Chevy Nova. And people that know fucking know. I just got that joke. But anyway, thank you for all the submissions. We're going to move on. But thank you to everyone that wrote in. Uh, let's change things up and let's get into our Smash Hit segment, the official game show of Remember the Game Industries. Play one, remake one, erase one. And a huge thank you to Classic Concentration from the NES for unknowingly providing us with the theme music for the show. The rules are simple. Every week, I give our listeners three retro video games. They can play one as it was released, remake one as a modern game, and the third game is erased from time forever. And as always, there are no wrong answers, but there is a right one, and we'll get there in just a minute. And I figured this week, since we're talking Contra, which is some of Konami's best work on the NES, we'll take three more of Konami's NES bests and uh, put them in the hot seats. We've got Super C, Castlevania 3, Dracula's Curse, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, The Manhattan Project. And I was worried that everyone would be scared to erase Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, as you should be. Uh, but some of you didn't back down. But the winner, however, with 28% of the vote, was to play Super C, remake Ninja Turtles, and erase Castlevania 3, which is not what I would do. I think what I would do is going to surprise some people. But let's see what some of you had to say, and then I'll explain what the right answer is. Jeffrey Maudlin, Maudlin, Jeff, Jeffrey, whose name I can't say, wrote in and said, not as familiar with these games, but I remember playing Castlevania and really liking it, so I'll play that one. I'll remake Ninja Turtles to pander to our turtle-loving overlord and erase Super C because I don't know anything about it. Anyone that calls me a turtle-loving overlord is fucking A-OK -okay in my book. It's like just just straight up fucking flex it. I love it. Uh, no, I get it. I, I get it. I, I have no beef with that logic. If you've never played Super C, I could get how you'd look at it and be like, whatever. I get that. Uh, Joe Altieri wrote in and said a remake of Castlevania would be amazing and I've never played Ninja Turtles so I'll try it out and whatever the fuck <laughs> and whatever the fuck Super C is I'll erase it because fuck it that if that's not sound logic I don't know what is I don't whatever the fuck this game is I'll erase it because fuck it that is fucking a plus boom you showed your work Joe I fucking appreciate that Matt, I <laughs> love it. Matt Woody wrote in and said, yet again, I found I need to play more retro games or I've realized I just didn't play a lot of them as a kid. So in that case, I will play Super C because I haven't and it's probably a really good game since so many people say great things about it and I'd like to find it for myself. I'll remake Castlevania from an indie developer since they would likely keep true to the roots and make something spectacular. As for Ninja Turtles, I don't really care for them, but rules are rules, so it's getting the boot. Ooh, that fucking, like, I was tempted to light you up for saying you don't really care for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. But not everyone can be uh, a child of taste. I understand some of us just weren't privileged and didn't get access to the Ninja Turtles. So I get it. That's fair enough. I'm sorry that you've had so many struggles in your life, Matt, that you darn't, you, oh, you don't care for the Ninja Turtles. Fuck. I can just feel my fucking, like, Incredible Hulk fucking jeans popping. Big Mike 614 said, this is my first time playing. I hope I get it right. I'll play Ninja Turtles because I've never played it, but from what I see, it's a game that I'd be interested in. I'll remake Castlevania with Symphony of the Night graphics, and holy shit, a classic will get even better. And then I'll erase Super C because I owned Contra, and I have fonder memories of it. Well, I played Super C once or twice. Having erased it would have no consequences on the timelines, so I'll still have my Contra. And you know what? I think it's a sin to erase Super C, but if you're just like, I have Contra and Contra does the job just fine, I can live with that. Frankly, I can live with that logic with Ninja Turtles 3 as well. It's a better game than Turtles 2, but if you're like, I have Turtles 2, I don't really need Turtles 3. I'd be like, yeah, all right, fair enough. Yeah. It's like anytime Mega Man pops up on here, everyone's afraid to erase Mega Man, but I'm like, there's six of them just on the NES. So even if you erase one, there's still five more. I get it. 
Uh, Tim Tiani wrote in and said, this one's easy for me this week. I'm going to play Super C. Why mess with something that's not broken? I'm going to remake Ninja Turtles. The NES Turtles games are fun, but definitely not as polished by any modern standards. Keep it retro style, but clean the warts up. Uh, keep it challenging as well, and I think you have the makings of a great turtle game for the masses. And then I'm going to erase Castlevania. I respect what they've done for the industry, but they're just not my thing. And I've said many times, the only Castlevania game that I've beaten is Symphony of the Night, fucking kind of. You can go back and listen to that if you want. And then Super Castlevania 4. Uh, I don't have a lot of attachment to that franchise either, so I, I get that logic. And Mojo the Helper Monkey, pray for Mojo, wrote in and said, Play Ninja Turtles this is my very first game I ever played in my life. I have so many memories coming home after school playing this game so much. In fact, I got in trouble for not doing homework because of it, so I can't remake or erase it because it'd be messing with my childhood love. I'll remake Castlevania in the same concept as Super Castlevania 4 for the SNES with updated graphics, secret routes to give it a bit of replayability, and probably get rid of the jump back due to damage mechanic. And lastly, I would erase Super C. Never played this game. I'm sure it's great. However, I love playing the first Contra, and that's enough for me. So Super C would take a spread shot to the face. I was on board. I could live with the logic of erasing Super C, but if you're going to hit it with a spread shot in the face, now we're now we're beefing. Like The spread shot, that's a fucking weapon of mass destruction, which we're going to get into the debate of what it's actually called on the show, but you'll hear that in a minute. So I, I wouldn't go that far, but I can get behind the logic. Um, so some of you are right. Uh, not all of you, but you, I tied for second place with 21% of the vote and the BOA had the same logic I did. Who wrote in and said, play Super C. The first three Contra games and Contra 4 on the DS are masterpieces and don't need to be redone. Remake Castlevania 3 in the Metroidvania style, but with a changeable player mechanic to keep the story the same. Erase Ninja Turtles 3. I love this game. I played the shit out of it as a kid, but it gets old pretty quick, as do most beat-em-ups for me. And that's the thing. And that's why I agree. And I know some people are going to be like, what? But I would do the same thing. I would play Super C because I think it's borderline perfect. It needs no... I don't want to change anything about it. Anything. I don't want better graphics. I don't want any... Maybe more levels would be cool, but I'm not changing it. I'm going to remake Castlevania 3 in the exact same style as Super Castlevania 4 just because it would make it look prettier. But other than that, leave it exactly the same. And I'm going to erase Ninja Turtles 3 because I love it. It's an awesome video game, but I've beaten it a bunch. Turtles 4, Turtles in Time is better. And like, it does get old. It's just a very basic beat-em-up at the end of the day. And I was tempted about... I was tempted to burn my remake on it and make it into the Arkham... Asylum Arkham City style Ninja Turtles game that I want, but I'm not touching Super C and I don't want to erase Castlevania 3 until I play it. So there's still Turtles 2 and Turtles 4. I can live without Turtles 3. So that's what I'm doing as well. Uh, thank you to everyone that played as always. I love play one, remake one, erase one. Uh, what have I been playing over the last seven days? And then we'll get into talking Contra. I've been playing Horizon Forbidden West on my PS5. It's excellent. Um, I was trying to, I was trying to finish Pokemon Legends Arceus so that I could review it on Expansion Pass tomorrow. That's done. So now I'm really diving deep into Horizon and, uh, I like it a lot. If you like the first Horizon, you'll probably like this one. If you didn't like the first Horizon, this one's not going to sway your mind either way. Um, we'll probably do a spoiler free review of, uh, Forbidden West in the coming weeks on Expansion Pass once I'm done it. Uh, I'm also playing Dino Crisis for the original PlayStation as it's running away with our Patreon poll this month. I won't lie to you. I was kind of pulling for Metal Slug 3 on our Patreon poll, but I'm going to get around to playing that one sooner than later anyways because I want to. Uh, but I'm playing Dino Crisis and uh, really digging it. It's just, it's Resident Evil with dinosaurs. And I fucking love those old tank controls and everything. It kind of turns me on. I love it. So I'm, I'm really having fun with that. And then I was playing Suikoden, and I just quickly wanted to touch on this. Um... I've decided I'm, I'm tapping out on Suikoden, and it's probably never going to get an episode of the podcast. And before you're like, what? Wait, what, what? I don't think Suikoden is a bad game at all. I just don't love classic JRPGs, okay? Like, I, I, 
I know some of my favorite games ever are like Earthbound and Final Fantasy 2 on the Super Nintendo and Mario RPG. And I just quickly want to explain my stance on these on JRPGs because I know we have a ton of big RPG fans in the house and I just want to explain why I haven't played more of them. Like, I don't really like the active time battle, static characters standing still and you just select what you want to do and then do their attack. I can live with that if the story is good and I'm having fun with the game, but it's not my favorite style of game. I much prefer... Um, a little bit more action in my games. I, I prefer like Western RPGs or tactical RPGs, like a, a Fire Emblem or a game like that. I don't love that basic ATB style battle. I also fucking hate dealing with all my characters' loadouts and customizations and stuff like that. And so a game like, like Earthbound or a Final Fantasy II on the Super Nintendo, sure, they're those same styles of combat, but there's very minimal like tweaking your stats and your equipment and stuff like that. So I'm like, well, at least I don't have to deal with that shit. I can just enjoy the story and I have to go into the battles. But when a game is basically all those battles and dealing with your loadouts and equipment like a Suikoden is, I see the brilliance of it. I see why people like it. It's just, frankly, I'm not smart enough for it. I just, I'm completely lost... And they're just not my, they're not my fucking jam. Fire Emblem Three Houses is one of my favorite games of all time. I fucking hate the school shit in that game. Fucking hate it. But the combat is so much fun that I put up with the character customization and tweaking and stuff like that. Does that make sense? When you combine both of them, it's just, it's just, I'm lost. So, uh, one of the episodes I want to do of Expansion Pass in the coming weeks is, um, and a list of games that I will probably never cover on Remember the Game and explain why. And so just as a really quick uh, heads up for anyone that was hoping for a Sweek in an episode, I'm not dunking on your game. I'm not looking for anyone to reach out to me with advice or anything like that. I put seven or eight hours into it and I'm already lost and it's going to get a lot worse. So I think I'm just going to be like, you know what? Not everybody likes every food. And I I, I hate, I ate a full plate of it and was like, I don't think I'm, I like this food very much. So I'm going to move on. So I'm playing Horizon and Dino Crisis and I'm going to start up Final Fantasy Tactics to get ready for episode 200. All right, that's what I've been playing. Let's talk Contra. That's why you kids are here. As always, I like to give all of you a chance to sound off on the games we're covering before I get rambling myself. So I got a few, pardon me, a few thoughts here to read. James Clark wrote in and said, I remember playing this game with my friend CJ on his couch for hours, many a days. Tight controls, fun weapons, extremely fair gameplay. I wish I could say that we beat it, but it wasn't about the destination. That game was all about the journey. That's beautiful, James Clark. But you should beat it. If I can go back and beat it, you can beat it. Stephen Parnell wrote in and said, I never played it, but my understanding is it's a running gun with some power-ups, which would have been fun and good back in the day, but I doubt it would hold up to today's standards where we have run in strategy gun games like Doom Eternal, Vanquish, and Bulletstorm. I'm just going to say it, it really does. It really does. Some of those games don't hold up. I think anyone that grew up playing Contra would agree like this one really does fucking hold up. It's very basic by today's standards. I could get out someone that's never played it might try it and be like, eh, this is kind of plain. I think it, I'm, I'm a homer too, but I think it is as playable right now on March 8th, 2022, as I record this, as it was like fucking what, 34 years ago, 35, 35 fucking years ago when it came out. Holy fuck. 35 years old. We'll get into that in a second. Uh, decoy man wrote and said, yo, this was the game where the second controller was not disconnected from the second port. And you let your younger brother or sister play. And I mean, we played for hours. We never beat it. And God knows we tried the endless hours gone until we found out about that infinite and in that infinite lives code. And we said, wait, what? And everyone knows about the Konami code now, but like, I'll say I beat these games without the Konami code. And that's about as big of flex as I have in my gaming career is that I can do that. Uh, Spencer, Spencer sat, sat Mary, 
sorry, Spencer wrote in and said, getting the Konami code entered for the first time blew me away and gave me a chance to get further in the game. I love how famous that fucking code is. I like the Konami code is part of gaming lore, And I, I don't know what it is. It just fucking like I fetishize it a little bit. I think it's so cool. And finally, Sean wrote in and said, love playing this game. Got so mad at it sometimes, but I love playing it. All you need to do is get that spread and fucking keep it. And isn't that the truth? That is the fucking key to this game. Get a hold of that spread gun and never lose it. And if you're listening to this and you're like, it actually stands for spray gun or it actually stands for shotgun or fucking whatever. Well, we look it up during the podcast and that's something we're going to get into and it's time to get into the getting. So let's get into it. I'm going to queue up some Contra music. I love the music. I love everything about Contra. And when the music fades out, my buddy Brad and I are going to talk about Contra and Super C, but mostly Contra for the original NES that are released in North America on February 20th, 1987. We're not talking about the the arcade version because I don't think it's as good as the NES version. All right. Enjoy the podcast, everybody. Let's go. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Podcasting is a weird job because I talk to you nerds all the time. Every day, I tell you all about my life, the good and the bad. The ugly, I kind of keep that offline. And it's not that I don't want to talk about it. I'd love to talk about it. I just need to pick and choose who I talk to. We all have stuff that just lives in our minds, rent-free, 24-7. Talking about them can really help because the longer you keep something bottled up, the more likely it is to blow. You've heard me say it before and you're going to keep hearing me say it. Therapy is the way. Therapists can be that ear to bend when you really need to get something off your chest and don't know who to talk to. And BetterHelp is a great way to go about it. I don't BS you guys. I don't say I've used something if I've never used it. I've personally talked to a BetterHelp therapist about the stuff going on in my personal life, and I genuinely found it helpful. To have someone to talk to that doesn't have any skin in the game, that can just listen and try to help me come up with a roadmap to get through the tough times... It's just invaluable. It has seriously really helped me. I've talked to my therapist through video and you can do it that way or you can do it over the phone or even just over chat and they give you as many schedule options as possible so you can work a session in around your life. It's licensed therapy as convenient as it gets. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash remember the game today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash remember the game. Okay, so officially, I don't know if this will go live. I guess it already, the first episode of 2022 has already gone live. So this won't be the first episode. But it's the first one I've actually recorded with somebody instead of just sitting in my room talking to myself like a crazy person. Joining me via the blank phone uh, this week is a good buddy of mine, a frequent guest here on the show, my pal Brad. How's it going, buddy? Good, man. How are you? I'm great. It's funny that we ask each other that when we literally just spend an hour talking hockey and wrestling before we get on. But we got to, you know. We got to put up the appearances of like, hey, man, I haven't yes. talked to you forever. How are you? But anyway. Exactly. Uh, you know what we didn't do this time, though, is we didn't talk about the Contra. And so often I get a guest on and then we end up talking about the game for like 20 minutes beforehand. And I'm like, fuck, we need to rehash that for the podcast. Yes. At least we did. Yes. We, we have said like five words about We've Contra. always done that. Yeah, we yeah, have. We've always done that. We've always kind of fuck ourselves to get ahead and start laughing when we could have had a more natural reaction. Yeah. And this was perfect. This. Cause like literally right before I hit record, 
I just said, hey, quickly before we get started, have you played both of these or did you only play one of these on the NES or what'd you do? And you were like, I primarily played. Oh, oh, oh I won't answer. See, this is the one thing that we already talked you're about. Already already you're already, already doing it. I'm already doing it again. God, I <laughs> yeah, suck yeah, at this. You're already doing it. Uh, so yeah. I, I, okay. So I'll ask, uh, personally, I have played the shit out of both of these games. I, if anyone that if you're if you've not heard it, uh, I guess it's a bit of a plug for my my Patreon. But there's an episode of Expansion Pass in our Patreon where I ranked my top 20 favorite NES games, and uh, Contra cracked the top like six or seven. Like I love these fucking games. But I wanted to ask you before we try to like differentiate. Did you have you played both of these, or were you like a just a Contra or just a Super C kid, or where are you here? I'm uh, I'm an old man, and uh, I remember Contra. I super C I remember a little bit of, but I was primarily the first one. And I will admit right off the hop, I fucking was bad at this. <laughs> we'll get into it, but I will like, I remember being like, well, it came out in 87. So I was like, I'm not saying I played it in 87. I'm probably thinking I saw it more into the like 89, 90 in the sense that I remember playing it when I was really little because my brother fucking yelled at me because yeah. he was good and I was not good. Yeah. So it, it was one of those things where it, it was brotherly love for this game for sure early on. But uh, I do remember uh, the first one. Second one is there. there's memories that pop up. Of, I'm sure you'll bring back sure. for me, but uh, it, it, fantastic. That's Dude. the lead word right off the bat. And I just like, listen, very rarely do I, I try to make you feel better about things. Cause I like to, I like to pile. I'm a bit of your nemesis at times. But buddy, I can assure you there is no shame in saying you were not good at Concha. I I would lay I would lay dollars to donuts that three quarters of the people listening to this episode that have played Concha are like, I'm not very good at Concha. Because it's it's like I'm like listen, I'm also gonna sit here as someone that that hosts a let's play series called Adam Sucks at Video Games. I've never claimed to be great at games. I love them. I've never claimed to be good. These two games are my bitch. I love these games. I can beat these games without the Konami code. I adore the Contra video games. Well, I adore them. Two couple of things. Uh, first off, uh, I forgot to say it to you, but Happy New Year to you. Yeah, you I'm too. Trying, you know, I, see, it, you are my nemesis, but I will wish you Happy New Year. Two, um, I did watch you on your Twitch play this while you were answering questions uh to uh the second thing is congratulations and to your patreon people and to your i can't believe i'm saying this but your actual fan base uh you should be <laughs> proud of what you raised and all those people who are behind you i don't know why but uh whatever you're, you're good <laughs> at what you do thanks buddy you know this i tell you this but congratulations again you raised up a lot of money for a good cause and i know you killed yourself doing it people don't think that that's hard to do but yeah, he's not doing guys. He's not doing it at 16 years old. No, no, dude. Where yeah. we could, yeah, you know what I mean? at, at 38, like, there's a difference. At 16, we could make that like, like I've been like, oh wow, you played for 24 hours. We did that. We did that as kids. Yeah. But um, well, not 24 hours, but you know what I mean. You no, no. At, at 38 years face. old, just staying up for 24 hours is not easy. Much less doing no, anything. No. But you're right. I, though. I keep. I. I did, I did. Well, I did fire up Contra during the 24 hour stream. And it's funny because on the first 24 hour stream, the, the thing I think most people talk about is that I was on like no sleep and I beat the speed bikes and battle toads like for the first time ever. And I couldn't believe I did it. Again, I have to tell you, I, I, we've already discussed this, but I logged in and your facial reaction to that is still a top moment for me (laughs) for your podcast. 
because I watched that live and 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 I'm like, wait a minute, and you just sat there and you're like, wait, wait, it, it, that was amazing. I couldn't. That believe was amazing. It. But watching you whip ass at Contra, like you make that game, you make that... the game look easy. So you do. But the thing about it is like, and this is where like to get into the Contra talk to me. This is the secret sauce. And like, I bring this up all the time. People are always telling me you should play Dark Souls because I am always talking about how I've, I've got a bit of a fetish for difficult video games. I like my games hard and I want them to just fucking slap me around. I love tough video games. But you guys, the secret sauce to a tough video game is when it's tough but fair. And we all know there's tons of NES games. Brad, you and I have talked about them. There's a ton of NES games that like, it has its own phrase in gaming and yeah. its own description called NES tough. And they were games yeah. that, like, whether it was tough because the developers sucked at what they were doing or it was tough so that the game would take longer to beat or whatever. There are a ton of games that are just – or maybe it's tough because the controls are bad. There's a ton of games that are just NES tough where they're just frustratingly, unfairly difficult. This, you, you and I bring this up almost every time we speak on this uh, podcast, and I hate to be a dead horse, but we grew up in this era where you had nothing. You yeah. had nothing, and you just had to play. And again, this was a game where I vividly remember my brother going, like, fucking jump, man. <laughs> like, shoot. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I'm trying. And, and that... you're younger, and it's just like, <laughs> but that's if the... you weren't good, if you weren't, if you didn't put the time in on these games, you were shit. And there's there was always games that I remember piling up in the corner that, like, Karate Champ, I was not good at, but I owned it, but I fucking sucked at it. Right. Because it was like, you had to do a lot. Those controls were not easy. But games like this, if you put the time in, you got better. And I, and like with the bad came the good. I remember my brother and I getting far. And he was like, You're, we're doing it. And like, again, two kids sitting there sweating, yeah. playing video games. Yeah, it's intense. And your hands are cramping because that little fucking controller was great. But he would dig into the indent of your thumb, yeah. into your fucking palm of your hand. It really could have used. You were you were, you it, were gripping that fucker. It could have used curved corners, like the, oh, the NES the controller Genesis, corners. The yeah, they were just yeah, digging your hands. When the Genesis went to the six button, it was such a game changer. And we're getting off topic, but it was smaller, six buttons. But it that, was amazing. But, but yes, that was a part of our lives. And this game was something where if you put in the time, it's like anything in life. You had to put in time to get good. But the thing is, is like, listen, because I agree with you. And I've said that about like, listen, like Bart versus the Space Mutants. I bring it up all the time. That is not a good video game. I know that <laughs> game like the back of my hand because I played it so much as a kid. That's We all have those games that we just played nonstop as kids. Yeah. But I'll yeah. sit yeah. here right now and I'm, I'm going to sit. I'm going to ahead. I'm, I'm going to put this uh, Contra and Super C, those two games, and I'm talking the NES versions. I'm not talking about the arcade yeah. versions. I'm talking the NES right. points of these two games. For my money, are the two fairest, tightest controlling games on the NES. There's no such thing wow. as a cheap death in Contra. If you die in this game, it is a billion percent on you because your gun shoots every time you push the button. It shoots in the direction yep. you tell it to shoot in. When you jump, yep. even Mario, and you guys know the hard-on I have for Mario, but like when you jump in Mario, you can't control yourself in the air like you can in Contra. As soon as you hit jump in Contra, you've got free reign to go left, right, left, right, do whatever you want to get up and down as you go up and back down. There's never any discrepancy. There's never any delay. I I blame controls when I die in video games sometimes because I, I need something to blame. I'm not going to blame my fucking self. 
There's no, no no such thing as blaming Contra for a death. You can sit there and be like, it's crap because there's so many enemies coming at you and stuff like that. I can just, I'll, I'll agree with you if you want to say it's it's frustratingly difficult at times. Sure, but yes. you can't blame the no. game for dying in Contra because it is so perfectly tight. designed. It's tight. It's, it's the controllers are tight. It is snare drum. You're jumping. Tight. You're shooting. You're you're jumping. You're shooting. You're hitting buttons. You're going up, down. You're ducking. You're doing everything, and it reacts. It is, you are correct. The keyword is tight. The and controls are tight. Dude, and you start so with good. controls in that game. It's so good. And, and it, even when I was watching you stream and you were so mad, I remember a moment me. where I thought you might, you might've paused because you were so mad when you lost the stream gun. Like okay. The spread, whoa, whoa, whoa. Sorry. Okay. When hang you, on. When you, we won't get ahead of ourselves. I'm just saying in the Twitch, in the, when, when I was watching you and you got hit, you were so mad, but you were mad at yourself yeah. because you knew you moved too quickly into an area where you knew more guys were coming. If you would have just hung back and just, you know, this game is about composure. Yeah, it is. It's about, it, it, these games are about composure because if you get too far ahead and you're bringing too many enemies at once, you're fucking yourself. Yeah. You're going to lose that spread gun. Yeah. And we'll get there. Well, we're we'll going to get there because this is a hot topic, but I, I and I want to get into that fucking gun in a minute. But you're right. This like this game is like this game is the epitome of like thriving under pressure because the pressure never stops. The enemies just keep coming. What I wanted to quickly bring up though is a lot of people love uh Contra 3, the Alien Wars on the Super Nintendo. I don't know, did you ever right. play that one? I briefly might have played Super NES. Again, I was a Genesis guy. Oh, yeah, I never that's right. really made that jump. But, well, did you ever... it, but I I I, I had buddies who had it and we were, we would play games and, and, and like, I remember, I remember, I remember not a lot, uh, Contra, we were all about chill and, you know. Sure. Well, like, so yeah, the reason but, I bring it up is because I know a lot of people love Contra 3. I've had people write in and say, you should cover Contra 3. I'm just going to sit here and say it right now. Like 99% of the time, give me the Super Nintendo upgrade of an NES game. When you're talking Mario, yeah. Metroid, yeah. Zelda. Yeah. Castlevania, Mega Man, uh, Mega Man, almost any franchise. I prefer the Super Nintendo version. I have tried Contra Three: The Alien Wars a hundred times because I'm such a huge fan of the original two Contra games. I fucking hate that game. Contra Three really? is so, and you know why? It looks beautiful. It's not tight, and I refuse to accept that. And anyone that, if okay. you guys, if you want to say you like Contra 3 better, I don't have a problem with that, because it looks gorgeous, and sure, okay. But the reason but that I... Have controls. The reason... Controls? That's it. I've got, like, this this borderline, like, crush on the two NES Contra games, because it's they're so just... Good. They're so, so good. snare tight, and the Contra 3 isn't like that. So I just wanted to bring that up, because I know a lot of people have been asking mm -hmm. me to cover Contra 3. Maybe at some point we'll get there, but, like, I don't like that game. I think it's the think rare it, it, Super Nintendo game that can't hold a torch to its NES brethren. It can't. Can you? Because there's a. Can you? Is there a ROM out there or anything you could play? I think you. That's. Oh, that's I have it. I. It's on my. It's on my Super Nintendo Classic, and I, I bought the Contra collection. I, I'm. Just, I'm gonna call this out to the fans of your show and just say, hey, this guy should play it live, and let's see you play that game. But then you're all just gonna hear I, me. I, Fucking right. yell about yeah. how it's not as good. There's cheap death, dude. Yeah. There's cheap. Okay, here, like here's my point. There are cheap deaths in Contra Three. There are really? no cheap deaths in Contra One or Two. I refuse to accept that. I refuse to accept it. I okay. I watched the guy play 
uh, he was doing a playthrough, not like a full playthrough, but I was just watching videos. You know, I, I like to do it, even though I've, if I play a game and I know the game, I still like to watch certain things. Like when we've reviewed games in the past, just yeah. to, you know, just a refresher. Yeah. I like, like the I refreshers. Pull. Yeah. You know, it's just like a quick YouTube video. It's, it, it's one of the greatest things about YouTube is just to go, you remember a game and you, Hey, what's a way to throw out your title, but you just, um, you just look back on it. Yep. And I remember looking back on that game and I'm like watching this guy play it. And I'm like, he's getting too far ahead. Or he picked up, like he had this again, I'm, I'm bringing it up, but we'll get to it. He had the spread gun and then he got the laser. And I'm like, uh, like the more powerful, like just, you know, uh, yep. it looks like a laser. And I'm like, you fucked up. You yeah. fucked up. And you got that piece of shit. It's good, but you want that. Like that's where the two player aspect comes in. If you both have spread, that's it. We'll get that's there. It. I'm sorry. No, I no, just, let's I'm, go. Yeah, let's yeah. go there. Cause I wanted yeah, to, yeah, at some point we were going to talk about the, like, I wanted to talk about like the, the, like what makes this game. So like, I'll come back to it. Cause I wanted to, like, I'm going ahead of myself now too. I, if you asked me, I had to give you one NES game to show you what retro gaming, like to convince someone to try retro games. I'm not even kidding. I know that Contra is not as big a name as Mario or Zelda or Sonic or anything, but like it might be the game that I give someone as one to convince them to try retro games because you would see that like, it's super, super basic. I, There's anyone can learn how to play Contra in like a minute. You may not. I love that you said that because I love that you said that because it was one of the games that again was two player co-op. Yeah. Right. So when you had your little brother there and you had your big brother there and you were playing on a 32 inch fucking giant TV that weighed 800 pounds, the old box TVs. That was, yeah. 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 <laughs> we used to, uh, side story. We used to take, my grandparents lived on a, uh, eight, not an acreage, but like a little beach house in Lacombe, Alberta. Oops. I shouldn't probably say that, but, um, we used to take a 32 inch black fucking giant ass tv we would load my dad would load it up into the car and we'd drive down there with our nintendo and we'd rent games at a little gas station that was up the road like i like dude i can picture every single moment of this yeah and i remember setting that up and just sitting there and we would play with our cousins for hours oh, in dude. that basement can, and can... like but but just sitting there and like this would this was a game where people might not agree but this is where you develop relationships with your brother or yeah, your well, sister you're or right, whoever. But like, like in a certain way my brother and I used to fight over this game because i'd well, be yeah, I, I, I was i'd go too far ahead yeah. i will admit that right now my yes. brother would go hey back no <laughs> you know what fucking yo oh, so this is one of the rare games that like two player in this game works great and it's awesome it actually is one of the best multiplayer communication is key brother communication yeah. is key it's one of the best multiplayer experiences on the nes but you need to communicate. And bro, I used to play yes. with my little brother and that stupid little shit would take the spread gun when it would show up. And I'd be like, <laughs> don't die now. Cause we need that. And then he'd fucking yep. die in like a matter of seconds. And I'd be because like, he would go far ahead and he would think he would get arrogant. I, I and would, the enemies would come and you're like, come on, man. Like, dude, if my, think. if my brother wasted our spread gun, like I, <laughs> I would look at him like he just yep. launched the nukes. By mistake, I would be looking at him like, "Do you know what you just fucking did?" And he would just yeah, be like mad that he died, and I'd be like, "You just killed us all, like you just we killed might as us well both." Restart. We might, yeah, I, dude. When yeah. I when I was really so, 
I know we're all over the map here, guys. I just love this fucking game. Uh, also, just quickly, you brought up the old school TVs. Uh, kids today, I'll never know what it's like to have a TV built inside of a fucking coffee table that weighed like 800 pounds. We grew up in a great yeah. era those days. A wood TV. Like, literally, it was literally. surrounded by wood. Yeah, yeah like, It was literally surrounded by wood. I don't know why they decided to put the TV in the fucking table, but whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah, what was I going to talk about here? Now, was it, where was I going with it? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, like when I really decided I wanted to get good at these games, cause it wasn't until like I bought them on my three DS. That was when I really started practicing them and getting good. And yeah. my favorite games are the ones that are tough, but fair. And the ones that reward repetition and war and reward, reward practice. And this game will do that to a T, but I'm telling you, like, I don't know, like, and you, you know, when you're playing like, cause we're going to, I'm going to transition this into the weapons. I got a good segue here. You know, like when you're playing Mario, the original super Mario brothers, and you'd go from yeah. little to big to firepower. And if you yeah. got hit, you would go all the way back down to little. And it was like, well, that fucking sucks, but I can hopefully just stay alive until I find another mushroom and find another fire flower. This is right. one of the only games where, like, if I no. lose my spread gun and it's at the wrong time, I'm like, I might as well just give up. Like, I need this, like... You, 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 you've hit the reset button. It, the, the, I don't... I There are few weapons in all of games as as OP, as powerful as the infamous yeah. spread gun. And before we talk oh, yeah. about the guns, I just wanted to go here. It has been a, a point of contention around these parts for fucking God, I don't even know how long about what that gun is called because the S and like, I always as a kid thought it was the spray gun. Then some people, and I looked it up. I looked it up and I want any of you motherfuckers. Oh. I don't want any of you motherfuckers yelling at me anymore. I'm looking it up right now. Contra S gun. Listen to what it says here. <clears throat> this is off. So the wait, Contra hold on, Wiki. hold on. Okay, are, go ahead. Are we, okay, but before you give us the definitive answer, is, is are you doing this because people keep saying it's spread or spray? Uh, I'm doing this because no matter what I say, somebody fucking yells at me. So I'm just giving you guys. This is what this is according to the official <laughs> Contra me, Wiki. Hold on, Mr. Mr. Blank. People do that to you anyways. In but any dude, discussion. no, it's fucking, it's gotten out of hand. As our listenership has grown, it's like, I say Ocarina and people are like, it's Ocarina. I say Ocarina, people are like, it's Ocarina. So this is why you guys get stuff like Ocarina of Tim. This is why you get Forza instead of Forza or Forza. <laughs> because I fucking get yelled at for everything I fucking say. Despite the fact that if you go online, you can find multiple people saying things multiple ways. So listen to this. This is off the Contra wiki page. The spread gun, bracket S, also known as spread, spread shot, spray, or shotgun. So for all of you motherfuckers that are going to send me emails and messages on social media being like, uh, it's actually the spray gun, it's actually the spread gun, it's actually the shotgun. All of those work, lick my ass, stop yelling at me for what I call that gun. Stop yelling at me for what I call the gun. (laughs) Wait a minute, so you're saying people... People come at you with an opinion online. Oh my God, dude. I <laughs> life was so much easier when the only person I had to argue with was you. Now the whole internet has a fucking beef with me. I can't wait till remember the game gets big enough to where I got detractors and trolls coming in being like, his eyes, not even really lazy. He's just milking that for fucking disability or something no, like hey, that. Hey, hey guys. I've worked with him. It's lazy. It's lazier than I am. But anyway, so so that gun can be called anything. So for the record, as a kid, I called it the spray gun. As an adult, I call it the spread gun. And I would like to say this as a perfect example. Folks, take the time. If he says spray or spread, 
do you really want to waste 30 seconds oh they will typing that i'll get in trouble i know I'll get i know in trouble. i know i know i know but i'm just saying people just as a person who's gotten off twitter facebook and a yeah. lot of things no one cares you know just, what I, like go back like, can we go back to a little bit i'm an old man i guess but i'm Mo just calling it now like i get if you have an opinion on a video game and a certain thing but guys if he says spread or spray that's why wikipedia has been updated that way because people are tired of fucking hearing hey, it's shotgun or it's spray moving forward Who i'm gonna if i shit? if i take one more piece of shit over what i call that gun moving forward i'm calling it the super gun just to irritate like every it. one of you yes, motherfuckers yes. at once but anyway well it is but in reality though I like that name because <laughs> it is you need a super it. gun. You fucking need it. Listen, <laughs> I want to. So I want to break down the weapons in Contra. So if you've never played a yes, Contra sir. game, I guess we should. Uh, we'll take. I, I can't imagine there's too many people listening that have never played Contra. But like in in sixty seconds or less, if you're playing Contra, you basically control one of two guys that both look just like Rambo, and they're just these giant jacked guys in tight jeans okay, with headbands. Okay, hold on, hold on. I'm, okay, you can finish, and then we're discussing that. Okay, go ahead. Okay. So basically you control these two jack guys with headbands and jeans and they run around fighting aliens and the controls are super simple. A jumps, B shoots your gun. You can move left, you can move right, you can lay down on the ground to shoot low and you can shoot in any of five directions like forward, forward, up or to the two diagonals. And then as you play, these floating barrels just suddenly come flying across the screen. And if you can shoot one of those barrels as they're going by, they'll drop a power up. And the power ups are just letters with wings on them. And they stand for various weapons, which we're going to get into in a second to talk about the various weapons because there's really only one that fucking matters. As you've probably all guessed, it's the super gun, which is what I'm fucking calling it now, just to troll people that it makes angry. Well, so there's what you gave the list and then what super gun wasn't on. That. Yeah. So that's the long and short of all Contra is. You basically fight through a level, you kill a bunch of enemies, and then you fight a boss. Usually the boss fights are actually pretty Which awesome. Which are aliens. Yep, they're which aliens. Which changed in the American version, which makes absolutely no sense, but whatever. I, and then you just go from level to level to level until you beat all the enemies, and that's... And it's really, really... One, oh, the, the key point that we didn't bring up is uh, one-hit kills. And, it, yep. and, and there is no way around that. If one enemy touches you, if one of their bullets touches you... It's over. And the best part is that all the bullets are just represented by like a dot, like a street hockey ball, like just a yeah. dot on the screen. And Simple, they don't move super effective. fast. They're pretty Simple, slow. but effective. Yep. They're slow enough moving that you've got time to react. It's, you can, they're very easy to see, which is another one of my problems with Contra 3. I find the bullets much harder to like differentiate from the backgrounds and stuff in that one compared to this one. It's perfect. Yeah. So anyway, there's so, the game. So what what have you got right. a problem with now? What did I do now? The problem the uh, the problem is this is that you said now number one I'm going to bring up two topics really quickly. Number one, Mega Man's cover is not one of the greatest, if not the greatest of all time. That's stupid. Yes, it is. You, you're, you're insane. No, it's not. You're stupid. This cover is iconic. Sure. The, yeah, the both covers are. Great and Mega Man is, but uh, I don't. Okay. As a child, you uh, or uh, even as an adult, you're not a movie guy. Not at all. And that's fine. And have you seen Rambo First Blood? I've never seen a single Rambo movie. I just know him okay. from the posters and stuff. And that's fine. I used to get really angry at you for that. Being a Sylvester Stallone fan, I'm kind of shocked. You should watch Rambo First Blood. I think you'd like it. You And, and The Wife. I, it, it's a different movie. It, it, everybody, it, it's yeah, but I don't movie, watch. but there's a lot to it. I don't want to watch seriously? Rocky shooting a gun. No, but it, it's, it's not. You should watch it. You would like it. It's always going to be Rocky. Number two, two, um... 
it's command. It's Schwarzenegger and Rambo. It's Schwarzenegger and Stallone, right. by the way. Yeah, it's, I, it's not. It's not Rambo. It's Stallone. It's Stallone as Rambo on the cover oh with the dark God. hair. The other one is Schwarzenegger from Commando. Have you seen Commando? No, Brad. Have you watched? Like such again, a fucking I, nerd. You're almost here, as bad oh, yeah, as this I, fucking gun people. Uh, can I, hold on. I, all I'm saying is, just wait. Give me one second. All I'm saying is, as a child growing up in the '80s, I'm kind of uh, like. And I'm, again, I'm not getting mad because I used to get mad. But I'm just saying, like, you kind of missed out on some great stuff in these movies. No, because I was too busy you playing these video these games. Movies, which is fine. Which is fair. But, but oh you know what? You missed out on some. But anyways, th- those are the two characters. Yes, I didn't type it on a Twitter thing. But uh, I knew you. But here's the thing is, I knew you were going to fuck that up because you don't I didn't fuck shit. it up. It is Rambo. I'm looking at pictures no, of it right now on Google, you fucking asshole. And there's pictures of The him. one dark-haired guy is John Rambo. Yes. yes. The other one is blonde-haired, you idiot. So Look what are you yelling at me for that I didn't That's say the second one? Oh, my God. Yes. They're both uh, different guys. Listen, little, They're different characters. You're not the same guy. Listen to little Brad. I just sick. Don't forget Arnie. He's my hero too. I love Arnie. Oh, he oh yeah, but, but yeah, but you've got the shotgun and this Brad. No wonder you your off. brother Get the hated. Cover right. No wonder your brother hated playing right, with you, you because when off. you guys played together, you were probably oh, like, yeah. "I'll be Arnie," and your brother was oh. like, "Get away from me, fucking." That's gonna do it for this I'm week's episode. Saying, I'm just no. calling out something. That I knew you wouldn't fucking know. Okay. Because you didn't know because you wait, had okay, no childhood okay, wait, wait. of watching films. Let me just rewind. I'm just then. saying. Let you didn't watch say, movies. When I'm trying to explain this game to everybody, let me just say, uh, you play as Rambo and also as Arnold Schwarzenegger. I didn't say that. Running through the that. fucking trees, shooting aliens. I'm saying you fucked up your you but you fucked up what you were saying. Because what? you know what? Fuck. You would have been called out on that online. I just saved your ass. No, you didn't. Saying, all but, you did yes, was I tell did. everyone to they call it like, You don't both, both play as the same character, Adam. There's two characters. Oh, I hate there is so two much. characters. Just know what you're doing. God, you fucking... I hate everything. Well, Anyways, that's fine. So you play as these two fucking steroid monkeys that Brad seems to be obsessed with, and they fucking shoot aliens, okay? Yeah, There's and, your and fucking You're not game. a Rocky fan. You're not a Rocky fan. He never did steroids in those either. Yeah, but you're anyways, right. But anyways, so, let's continue. Let's go to the weaponry. Let's get into the weapons. So you start out with like a basically just like a pea shooter, and it's it's fine. You just you have to tap B every time you wanted to shoot. And yep. for all of us that grew up in the NES era, like one of the things that was kind of essential to be good at NES games was that like you had to get good at mashing the B button. Yeah, and it wasn't like I don't know how you did it, but like I wouldn't I wouldn't raise my thumb up and down. I would when I had to push it like once in a while, but when I had to mash it, I actually would just lock my thumb in place and then use my fingers on the back of the controller and like shake the controller. I think that's what most people would do. And that's when it would dig into your hand. Yes, exactly. So that's by the way, just just to call that out, I just did it with my hands. I'm not gonna lie, I held my hands up. Me too. Me too. I didn't. I don't have a controller in my hand, but I did exactly what you did. So that's because what we, that's a muscle. That's muscle memory. That's, that's exactly. exactly what we did. So that's what you do to, to shoot your basic gun, and then you could pick up all these different power ups, and you could pick up like the R. I always assumed the R was like rapid. And all it did was yes. make your gun shoot faster. Whatever gun you have made it shoot faster. It was Which pretty is rapid. That's rapid. Rapid fires. makes sense. And you're right. Uh, so I wanna I wanna run these, and then if you feel I've I've listed any of these in the wrong order, by all means step in. But I kind of want to go from worst to best. Uh, for my money, the crappiest of the four guns that you can pick up, as far as like an, an add-on goes, is the fire gun. Uh, and that's where you shoot like a a ball of like, you shoot like this like it almost just looks like a bigger bullet. 
Uh, and yeah, and, and it just kind of waves, right? It yeah, it would kind of like spin out in yeah. front of you. I hate that fucking That's gun. Crap. That's I hate that crap. fucking gun. Uh, the third best gun, in my opinion, is the laser gun. Uh, because yes. it does a ton of damage, but it only shoots this one long beam straight out in front of you, and you can only shoot it like once at a time. Uh, the good thing about it is that like it'll go through everybody. So if you've got five or six guys running at you, you shoot the laser once, it eats through all of them. But in a game where enemies and weapons and shit are constantly coming at you from like every direction, you're completely hamstrung once you shoot that laser forward, and you're like, well, now what do I fucking do? So I 100%. Okay, so we both agree fire gun sucks. Laser gun sucks, but just a little bit less. Uh, the the best weapon to use when you can't get your head your hands on the super gun is the machine gun, which I think the almost, basic the ba- the the first gun. No, no. Well, yeah, but this like when you get the M pickup, you instead of having to mash B, you could just hold B, and ah, the shots yes, just yes. like and it was like a constant stream. And at times, yeah. at and in particular, not enough that I would like. Because you're so at the mercy of when the weapons come through that I would never intentionally ditch the super gun to get my hand. I'm only saying it to piss people off now. But I would never intentionally <laughs> drop the super gun to pick up the machine gun. But there are instances no. where the machine gun is almost even better. Because you can like hold B and then just point your weapon in whatever direction you want to shoot and get a nonstop yeah. trail of bullets going. Um, and it can but, be really but the, fucking handy. But the, soup, but the super gun though. The super gun. Just- the maybe the most powerful weapon in the history of video games is the and, and to go ahead to to speak on that in the sense of uh, the understanding of what you were doing in, in this game too is like and in all Nintendo games, kids don't again the old man here, people don't realize again we plug these in and you butt mashed everything to try and figure out how to be better. Right. You just fucking had to because that's the only way you did it. Yeah. And I remember watching my brother or even I, I could watch you play this game and it's all about ABA, ABA, just keep fucking shooting, yeah. but doing different things at the same time. And once you figured that out, that's when it was like, okay, avoid picking up the laser gun yeah. or avoid picking because it's like you want your your mind automatically assumed. And again, watching this guy play today on a playthrough, when he had the spread, or the, I'm sorry, the super. The super gun. Um, the super gun, and he picked up the laser. I'm like, you fucked up. That's you insane. just fucked yourself. Like, the, yeah. The, and he went into the next level, right? So he didn't have it for like the 3D style, which we'll get into yeah. levels. Yeah. So the, yeah, he had the laser, and I'm like, "You're fucked." Oh, you're fucked. Yeah, if you never, yeah. if you've never played Contra, when you get a hold of this, this, the spread gun, the super gun, you can't hold B to just massively shoot, but you can go back to just tap, 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 and when you shoot it, instead of shooting one bullet out, you shoot five gun, five bullets out in a wave, and the wave expands as it moves forward. So yeah, they don't disappear automatically. If, no, so if you look like up or if you look like you know diagonally up to the left or right and shoot it, you basically cover half of the screen above you with five bullets. You're 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 shooting bullets for the future. And when you're, you're yeah moving and, and you're just like fuck this, I'm gonna spread the screen. Yeah. With the super gun and I'm gonna fuck everything up. Because a lot That's of enemies. I'm gonna try to do. A lot of the basic enemies in this game, much like how you die with one shot, a lot of the basic enemies die with one shot. And so if you're just letting this spread gun fucking go everywhere, there's just your bullets are everywhere. And as enemies are popping into the screen, they're dying. Like before yeah. their like full pixel is like 
Like they're all, like their entire sprite is loaded. They're already dead. And there's like certain guns and certain enemies that take more damage. Like you need to hit them, you know, 10, 15, 20 times. And if you go right up close to them and mash them with the spread gun, you're hitting them five times every time you shoot because all five bullets are hitting them. It's it's like literally I I don't even like I don't think it's an exaggeration to say the difficulty of the game is cut by like half as long as you've got the spread gun. Yeah, but, 100%. But you make one mistake, one That's mistake, it. and you die and That's lose it. that spread gun. And That's why they gave you that gun. It's devastating. Gun, when they give you the super gun, they give you the super gun, and they go, okay, you want to finish this game? Go ahead. Yeah. But if you fuck up, like when I beat, you're now. Like when yeah, I beat ahead, this sir. game, like when I get good and I, if I have a good run and I beat one of these games, uh, I don't die. Like I have a no death run. And it's because you get really? a hold of this, you get a hold wow. of that spread gun and the thing. Okay. And here, okay. And I kind of wanted to tie into it. One of the things that I adore about this game is that the weapons that are in the, uh, the, the barrels that fly across the screen or in the wall and those weird, like the, the wep, the, the power-ups that you get as you play the game never change. They're not randomly generated. It's like playing right. Mario where like, if you've played Mario with any regularity, you know where all the mushrooms are and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Do you yeah. know protect you know exactly where the spread gun's going to be? So like yeah. once I get a hold of it, I don't even shoot those things that drop the power-ups. Because I'm right. like, I don't want to accidentally pick one up. I'm not risking it. Because I'm it can be risking. so easy to accidentally touch one. So like yeah. that's there's your pro tip from old Adam. Once you get a hold of the spread gun, don't even shoot the fucking weapon drops because you might just fuck yourself over and accidentally pick up the wrong weapon, and there's no going back. But as you play, so, you memorize which ones will be the spread guns, and that's your exactly. whole focus, is to get to those. And so. that's, again, playing back to what we had to deal with, because you had to use your memory to fucking remember shit. Mm -hmm. So how do you remember if, when you finished this? How old were you? Did you finish it as oh, a kid? Oh, I, I was never able to beat it. I could beat it as a kid if I used the Konami code. Uh, and got like, you know, what well, that is not, right. That's not beating it. No, that's it's not. not no, it's cheating. No. But like, no, it was like, you know, as an adult, like Can you, on the 3D. What is it again? I, uh, I can't believe I can't remember. What is it again? Oh God. Everyone's going to yell at me up, down, up, down, left, up, down, up, left, down, right. up, up, no, up, up, down, down, left, left, right, yeah. right. A, B, A, B. Before, before all of you start. write in and, and you're like, I'm taking away your gamer code. Cause you don't know the Konami code. I don't use the codes. So don't fucking come Whoa. at me by yelling at me. How about you get good before you come at me and yell at me for not knowing your little fucking cheat Yeesh. codes? Yeesh. Lay up. But no. Start coming in, up, coming up, in up, hot. It's up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B, A, start. I just Googled select it. Select start. But I don't it, use no, it. it's not select start? No, I thought it was too. But all these, everything I'm finding online doesn't say select. Huh. But I really did. I haven't used it since I was a kid because I just... And in all seriousness, like I, I'm not like a, a little bit of it is chirping, but like a big part of it is I just like anyone that's ever watched me play punch out where they're like, dude, just cheese it and you can beat the game. I don't like, I, I don't like cheese. I like, I want to fucking, I want to beat it. I want to beat it like a fucking, like a boss. You know, I don't yeah. want an asterisk on my fucking beating of a game. That's how we grew up. That's yeah. how we grew up, man. But no, so as a kid, I couldn't beat it without the code. As an adult, it was sometime after I got a hold of the 3DS because I bought it on my virtual console and I just played it nonstop nice. till I got good. Nice. Um, but yeah, so those are your basic weapons. And then the only other weapons is uh, you can get this thing that makes you like invincible for like 20 seconds or something. Or you can pick up a bomb that just kills everything on the screen. 
but they're like kind of star. yeah but they're kind of like a star in mario when you can just run around yeah but those were throw-ins but but again though like to me that's one of the like the beauties that's the that's exactly the word i was about to use like i really think it's one of the beautiful things about the original two contras is it's like anyone can learn how to play this game in a matter of like mm -hmm. two two minutes one button jumps one button shoots and the, the the arrows move you whichever direction you want to go in and and the, and there's not a ton of weapons and not a like even mario 3 i adore mario 3 i think it's one of the greatest video games ever made there's a ton of power-ups in that game that I could see how somebody would be like, so what the fuck? I'm a frog now. Now I'm a fucking hammer guy. Now I'm a raccoon. Yeah. Now I'm a Buddhist yeah. statue, apparently, or something like that. Like, I yeah, like it's, that. It, it, like, it's it not bad. It, They're fun. It didn't overdid it. It didn't overdo itself, but it, it became, and to use a wrestling term, it became very gimmicky. It did. Very gimmicky. Whereas, like, Contra was Which just. Is, but it was okay. No, but, like, Contra's, it's, it's, it's beautiful in its simplicity. Both games. It's, there's only yes. a few power-ups. There's only two buttons. It's really easy to learn how to play. Uh, I, I love it. I love the, I love how well laid out these games are. One thing is that both Contra games have alternate levels. Like, right. two-thirds of the game are side-scrolling, two-dimensional. You move from left to right, or maybe you're going up and down. Uh, and you're just, you know, one thing I really like too, actually, these are some of the first games I remember where there's like, um, some depth to like the layers. Like if you were playing two, remember the first level of Contra where you get dropped into like the swamp or whatever it is. Yeah. One of you could go down in the water and one of you can stay up on the land. Yeah. You're like half screening it. Yeah. You're, you're almost split screen, but you're not. Yeah. But like, you're, yeah. Again, it's about communication. You go down low and take care of the shit down there. I'll stay up here. And I'll get the spread or the super gun while well, you get nothing, but yeah. that's fine. You'll get something at one point, but you don't, I don't care. It, it, it's I, how it went all the like, time, but you the, know what I'm saying? You'd split up and you just kind of, that's how you had to do it. Yeah. And if you're are, doing it two player, you had to move. And these are some of the first games that I remember that being like an option. Like, frankly, yes. these are some of the first games I even remember being able to play it two player at once. As opposed 100%. to like Mario where you'd have to like take turns. It was fun to be able to like both play at the same time. And then like you said, yeah. you, you would absolutely more like, it was just like when you'd play like Turtles 2 and you'd be like, okay, you go over there, I'll go over here type thing. Like that yeah, was so yeah. much Again, fun it was, back then. It was, it was, it was, it was building relationships <laughs> with family members and your friends. Yeah. You were like, okay, let's, let's try and beat. I remember vividly sitting down going, let's beat this fucking game today. This is all we're doing. Yeah. This and is you, all we're doing. We're plugging this in. And we're going to beat it. I don't remember many times beating games. Like, I really don't. Like, I don't remember beating a lot of games with friends. But I remember watching friends do it in certain ways. And just, like, you literally fucking cheered. And you were sitting there yeah. so happy. It was so much fun. Like, it was the original yeah, Twitch. Like was... That was Twitch back in the 80s. Was sitting on the yeah, couch yeah. watching your friend play. That was and, way and more then, fun. And then, and then the original Twitter. And then going, ah, you fucked up. Stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it just... But there was repercussions if you did it too much. Of course, yeah. Or unplugging the other guy's controller, which isn't cheating. Fuck you guys. All right. It's just it's you know who's you know what? It's not my fault if you're not paying attention to the fucking plug on your controller. Don't fucking come at me, Josh, my little brother. Yeah, yeah fucking baby. But when you would do, but when if you're good at it, you could pull it and but it would just dangle out. It would it still sit there. Out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah pull it yeah, out just enough that it's still sitting What's there. What's wrong with my controller's not oh. working? So one other What's thing, wrong? Be before I go into the, the other levels too, one other thing I wanted to bring up, you said you were a Sega kid growing up. Did you ever play Gunstar Heroes? Which one? Gunstar Heroes on the Genesis? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it, is it, 
I'd have to look it up. I remember the title. It was like a shooter. It was like Contra. It was like a shooter. Um, right. Okay. I, I played that for the first time last year to get ready for the podcast. We reviewed it, and I, I suck that Gunstar Heroes dick. That game is incredible. One thing really? I will say is I think that Contra plays much tighter than Gunstar Heroes. But the one thing I wanted to bring up that I actually like better about Gunstar Heroes is that none of the weapons in Gunstar Heroes are useless. There's four weapons. You can combine them however you want, and they all work well. That's the one thing oh, wow. I wanted to bring up is that as much as I... It's not even necessarily a, a shit, like a, a bad a strike against Contra because you don't need the other weapons, but the laser beam and the fire, the flamethrower in Contra are they can just fuck off. borderline they can fuck off. useless, whereas all the yeah. weapons in Gunstar Heroes are cool. So that's just one thing I wanted to bring up is like... I. It would have been like, I guess if I could go back and change one thing about the Contra games, I would make those other two weapons not as shitty, but it's minor. I just wanted to bring that up because I know we have some Sega fans mm -hmm. that like the show. Just wanted to sell you. Mm -hmm. I really like Gunstar Hero. If you're hearing this, you're probably a gamer. And for our kind, nothing is as precious and valuable as our save files. Have you ever experienced the loss of a save file? It's soul crushing. Dozens, maybe hundreds of hours of work gone like that. But at the end of the day, it's a video game. It matters, but... Kinda, you know? That exact scenario, but with a work project, an essay for school, data for your business, that's no joke. That can be really serious. You need a safety net. And I got you, fam, with my partners over at CrashPlan. Visit CrashPlan.com slash RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. CrashPlan has been protecting people's data since 2001. And a couple years ago, they set out on their own with one mission, to provide the best damn cloud backup solution on the market. CrashPlan runs quietly in the background of your computer or Mac and every 15 minutes on the clock they create a new backup of every file that's changed in that time. So if something goes wrong, God forbid, you don't lose hours, lose days, lose weeks of work. Just log into your account and you can download your most recent backup from the secure cloud servers. And there's not just one backup. There's a laundry list of them. You can pick and choose which one you want. It's like the ultimate undo button. If if you work on a computer in any capacity, CrashPlan is a must-have. And if you're thinking, ah, that's for big businesses, I'm just Joe Schmo. CrashPlan protects Joe Schmo. They offer a ton of plans and tiers. So there's a crash plan for everyone from small one-person businesses like me to you fancy businesses in offices with staff and free donuts and all that stuff. Time is money. Why wouldn't you protect your work? Spreadsheets, diagrams, videos, art, podcasts. CrashPlan has you covered. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash RTG for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. So when you play Contra, most of the levels are those 2D side-scrolling things we were talking about. But in the original Contra, there's a couple levels where... Like the camera goes like directly behind you, kind of three D, kind of three D, and you're shooting like into the crappy back of 3D. really crappy. But you're shooting into like the back of the TV, like you're shooting straight depth, like further depth into the TV. I don't yes. love those two levels, but I no, will say they're, they're kind of crap. I I think they're fun. I just find but them a little bit more frustrating than the two D side scrolling. And there's again. Yeah, again, to to the point though, like that's a lot of power on this little system too. Mm -hmm. Like it's like they, it, it to for them to do that, bravo! Because it wasn't horrible. It wasn't as good as the side scrolling, but they added a different dimension to change it up, which yeah. I respect. Me too. Because 
like like in the game uh we'll use an example kung fu uh it's just side scrolling and you kick guys and punch them in the face and you just continuously do that yeah then you just go up the stairs and it's just that again yeah and it's just that again and 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 i get it i get it some games they just said well we're gonna just we're sticking to the program we'll make eight levels get to the top you're done yeah but this game had a little bit more and it wasn't perfect no but you know these levels aren't perfect but again it's still fun it's still fun and you know what the the game you know what the game does so well is that like and we're talking the original contra because super c which we'll talk about in a second has some different spin-off levels but we'll talk about that in a minute on contra most of the levels are the side scrolling two of the levels are these you know semi 3d fucking levels what i really like about them is that they don't overstay their welcome you don't have to do too many of them and the last Mm. half of the game where the difficulty really ratchets up is all 2d like i think they knew that like our bread is buttered on these 2d levels let's throw a couple of these three doubles in just so people are like oh my god this is so cool but like when push comes to show don't overdo it yeah yeah when push comes to it's like as much as I know I shit on swimming levels, like in a Mario game, where I still think is some of the better swimming levels, as much as I hate swimming levels, it's not like every second level is swimming. They're just like, yeah. we throw the odd one in, most of the time it's going to be two-dimensional side-scrolling. And that's what I really like. In uh, in Super C, you don't get this fake 3D thing where it goes behind you. It's actually like top-down. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's which like I actually... Kari Warriors. Yeah, yeah. Remember which Kari Warriors? I do. Overhead? Nice pull. Nice pull. Yeah. I, I, and I don't know about you, but like, I, I like the top down better than I like the, the fake 3d effect of the original Contra. Yeah. The, the, the original Contra had like, there was no movement. You weren't moving. If that makes sense. Yeah. You were basically stuck on to, a parallel line. Yeah. You're like yeah. moving left to right, but you're not moving. It was, it, it's, it, it sounds really stupid how I put it, but no, that's a great way to put it. Then you, he kind of, and, and then when you finish, he kind of just runs straight ahead into the darkness, doesn't he? Yeah, but you basically just yeah, move and, left and, and right and shoot. Like there's nowhere there's nowhere else to yeah, go. Yeah, it, it's it's again, it's not horrible, but no. it's not the the side scrolling game. If you if you're docking marks on Contra, it's a half point in yeah, my book. Agreed. So, agreed. Uh, spoiler alert. I, <laughs> But like, but, yeah, yeah, like if the if the original game of Contra had been all those 3D levels, I wouldn't love it as much. Whereas if the entire game of Super C was the top-down levels where you can move in any direction, you can see everyone that's coming. It's just, it's top-down instead of from the side. I would play an entire game in that top-down style and be okay with it. Like I, yeah, I don't yeah. find them nearly, because I still think it's it, like the only thing that that top-down style takes away is your ability to jump. You can't jump at yeah. all. You just walk and shoot. Yeah but you've got so much freedom in how you move that it doesn't really yeah. hamstring you that you cause like jumping is such a massive part of dodging bullets and shit. And yeah, dude, like, have you ever been, excuse me, have you ever been like in an original level of Contra and you're trying to dodge bullets and enemies and you jump and like, he jumps so high, he stays in the air for so long and you like steer to the right, go around a bullet, then steer it back yeah. to the left. Oh, yeah. and come you, down. you could, you could pull off fucked up moves. It was That's awesome. It, it was almost like parkour. Like, Oh, it was so perfect. Oh yeah. Uh, so I wanted to just bring up, there's like these odd spinoff levels. Uh, personally, I like the top down much better than the 3d, but I think both are fun. I don't think either one stands up against just classic 2d side scrolling contra, which is where the, the sweet spot, like that's the bread and butter of these games. If the whole game was that this game would have been not very good. Yeah. It would have been okay, but it wouldn't have been 
it would have been very repetitive. No, which and is it, why it's a good thing that they did this. It's it's a good thing that they threw in a couple of different things, challenge people differently. And again, you, if you could go back and play this originally, and this happened with the levels you had to get through to get to these levels, even though it was level two. But if you're playing with a friend and you're jumping around and you're trying to get the super gun and you're fucking communicating and then suddenly it switched screens and you're like, what in the fuck yeah. did we do here? Because you didn't know. No. You know what I just thought of? Like You had that you, – when you think about it, Adam, we, we've always talked about this. I, I, I haven't looked up – like I, I know the original cover, but I want to see the back because if the box of the back had a – it had to have had a small the little picture of – the second level has where he, you can only move left. Yeah. Right. The fake three, because you, you know what I mean? You're like, you're looking at the back cover going, fuck is this? And that's it's not just left to right. Like it's not like side scrolling. What the fuck is it? We're getting this game. No, you know and, what I mean? Like, yeah. It's like, and that was kind of like, as we kind of get ready to start wrapping this down, like that was what I was just kind of thinking about is like, if I had to explain what I adore about Contra and super C so much, it's that like, I don't, I mean, the controls, I, I think the controls are perfect. But other than the controls, I don't feel like it does any one thing super incredibly. Like, the soundtrack is fine. It looks fine. Depth is okay. It the, What it does, though, is it like, what's the old acronym? Keep it simple, stupid. Like, that's kind of yeah. what this game does. They're like, we don't really try to do anything crazy in any one direction. We just... We just polish each of these stones so perfectly that at the end of the day, it's just a bag of rocks. But every one of the rocks are so good that it's like there's other games. And I'm trying to like, I don't even know if I could think of an example. Like, I'm sure I could if I, if I took the time. But like Mega Man, and I adore Mega Man. You all know that. Mega Man, like the, the soundtrack is to me like they really put a lot of time into the music. They play well. They look great and everything. But like they were like, we got to. It was like. It's like, you know when you create a character in a video game, Brad, and they say it gives you like 10 attribute points? And you yeah. could like you could put like six attribute points into like your speed, but then you may not be very strong or vice versa. It just feels like Contra got like seven out of 10 in every category. And that might sound like an average game, but when you nail every aspect of your game to a passable level you end up with a really great fucking video game. Does that make sense? It's, like what I'm trying yes. to say? 100% because again, this is on the Nintendo Entertainment System. Yeah. If you could pull that off on this system, it was a fucking great game. There's so like, there's so few games that have no weaknesses. There are games that I love, love that I still have to say they still have a weakness here or there. Yeah. And I'm like- To, I, to give you an example of what Contra is, and comparable to, we've done to plug your podcast, uh, Tecmo Wrestling. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 not perfect, but on this system, it's unfucking believable. Yeah, like it's it's polished in every aspect, but it's not perfect, but it's so well done. Sure, because how many games? Are there on the on the NES that are just fucking garbage? Oh, so they many. They didn't do anything. Yeah, two thirds of the games on the NES they didn't, are unplayable. They didn't, they, they didn't pick a category and go, "We need to hit a home run in this." Yeah, Con <laughs> you know what Contra is? Contra is the 
perfect peanut butter sandwich. It is like the most basic food in the world, but like the bread is really fresh and good and it's high quality peanut butter and there's tons of it on there. A good amount of peanut butter, not too much. No. But just enough. It's the perfect. Just enough for you enjoy it. I can't tell you guys how much I love these games. I really do. Um, It's fantastic. Okay, so we're going to – so. I guess we're scoring like I guess for the sake of the podcast and the box art, we're scoring the original Contra. But like Contra and Super C are very close. I think Super C is a little bit better of game. But we're just scoring. We'll just say we're scoring Contra. Um, I know how to rate it. Go. I have nothing. So go. Super gun bullets. So out of five. <laughs> yes. Okay. So out of five super gun bullets, what would you give Contra? I give super gun bullet. Out of five, Contra, I give it four out of five. I think it's a very good game. I think it's it's polished in so many ways. The the iconic cover is again, it's another one of those covers that you just remember with the the silver and Konami written across and just and it it just plays like you said, it plays so well. The gameplay alone holds up. But if you grew up in this era and you didn't play Contra a bunch of times, you're weird. Yeah, in agreed. The NES world. I think everybody. Just, I feel like there's like a it, select few NES games that everybody played. Like everyone played Mario. Everyone played the original Ninja Turtles game. Yeah. And, everyone and played to, Contra. Like everyone played this. And it's one of those games that you wonder about in certain ways. This is this is stuff I wonder about, especially when I've uh, uh, had an edible or something. It's like, did video stores realize at that time, like when you think about it, when you could rent games at like a gas station and there was like six games to choose from, did they go into depth and think, oh, this is a two player? Yeah, yeah. we should get this one. You know what I mean? Yeah, like just these agreed. small, stupid things. It's like, did, like did, did anybody have any thought process into that? Because they would maybe, you might've done better because you didn't bring in fucking horrible games. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Even Man, though I... you didn't know, but it, it's like, it's a great game. It's a fantastic two-player game. It's a fantastic game to fight with your brother with. It's a, it, it's a great game to learn, and it's a great game that shows the era of what became in a two-player co-op game. Like, it's it's the original. Yeah, Like, is. how many games are the original of a two-player co- two co-op? Yeah. What was before this? Really? Yeah, I can't think of I don't, anything. I don't know if I can name any. Yeah. That was, and especially this good. That's this the thing. Polished, good, This yeah. solid. Man, I don't know. Like, I'm sitting here thinking about how to score it, and I'm like, I guess I don't want to spoil anything, but like, if you've ever, if you've been listening to the podcast, in case you haven't heard every episode, when I started the podcast, I said no game other than Super Mario World would ever get a perfect score. And then since that, like, we're at 180 some episodes. I've broken that rule twice. Two other games. What were, what, were the, what were the other two? I, I don't want to say in case people are still listening. I don't want to ruin uh, it. But shit. Maybe off air, I'll off tell air. you off air. But two other games have gotten a perfect score. And I'm sitting here and I'm like, I see no reason to take a point off Contra. But I okay. also can't put it in the tier of the three games I've given perfect scores to. So, like, I guess I'm giving it like a 4.99 out of 5. And the only reason it's losing anything. Uh, you're such a cunt. I, the only reason it's losing something is because it's it's I can't put it on the tier with the games that I've given the perfect scores, but like that's not a reason. You it dick. is. 
Dude, you know how many games I've reviewed? That has nothing to do with this game. Before I started breaking the perfect score rule, you know how many games were given like a 9 out of 10 or a 9.9 out of 10? And I was like, they lose a point because they're not Super Mario World. Like that is like, that's the tax is to get above that bar. And I can't can't wait. I can't put it there. Wait. But it's just somebody. What? I'll I'll tell you. I'm going to tell you what I can't wait for off air because if I give the people this. Yeah, you will. Yeah, don't give them. They'll do it. They'll do it. They'll do it. And that's not funny. But like, honestly, so, guys, like this game is like, it's, it's 4.9 out of five. Like it, it'd be like a 9.9 out of 10. I have no, I have not one complaint about Contra or Super C that like they I don't, don't lag. Yeah. They play well. They're fun. They're tough, but fair. I guess if by some fluke, you've never played these games, the Contra collection goes on sale on everything all the time. Even if you don't play any of the other Contra games, just for this one in Super C, it's worth the like six bucks that they sell for. Uh, play them; they're so fucking good. Uh, Brad, and, and an, another positive thing on this too is that it's it it's a great game that holds up right now. It, it's if you it, like it's you said, playable like, right now. Downloading for yeah. six bucks or whatever it it's one of the games from this era. If you got your hands on a Nintendo and you pulled out a somebody handed you a Contra cartridge, you're okay. Yeah, you're having fun. It's as you're playable right life. now as it was. 30 years yeah. ago. It's that good. Yeah. Um, yeah. 100% man. Buddy. Thanks for doing this, man. That was fun. Good job. Hey, appreciate being back on and happy new year to you and the wife and the, your, your president of the company, that wonderful dog of yours, our CEO in action, man. Uh, you too, yeah. buddy. Thanks, man. I'll, 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 I gotta tell you what those games are off air, but thanks buddy. Yeah. I've got the, the yeah. Perfect. that's going to do it for this week's episode. Brad, thank you so much for giving me a call and talking a little bit of Contra and arguing with me over who's on the fucking cover. And I don't give a fuck what you say. Rambles on the cover. Shut the fuck up. But thank you so much for giving me a call and talking Contra. And every single one of you hot dogs out there right now listening to this, whether this was your first Remember the Game or maybe your 188th Remember the Game, thank you so much for the support. Uh, I'm just a little kid in an old man's body living a dream and it's because of all of you. So thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed that. We'll be back next week with remember the game number 189. I don't know what episode it's going to be yet, but I'll give you a, I'll give you two. It's going to be one of probably one of two games. Um, you won't be able to, I'll just tell you cause I can't think of good clues. It's either going to be Gunsmoke on the NES or resident evil code Veronica or code Veronica X or whatever on like a whole bunch of systems. But I don't know. Those will probably be the next two episodes. Uh, but I don't know which order they're going in yet. But that's what's coming up. So uh, thank you so much. If you enjoyed this podcast, maybe consider leaving us a review. I don't know. I'm not sure what they do, but I know I'm supposed to ask for them. That'd be really neat. Uh, or if you really are like, man, I can't get enough of that guy's sultry, somewhat stuck in mid-puberty voice, uh, consider Patreon. Two bucks a month is all it costs you. And you get an extra podcast every Thursday and every Friday. You also get instant access to like 200 old episodes. Tomorrow will be expansion pass number 101. And it'll be my spoiler-free review of Pokemon Legends Arceus if you're interested. And uh, yeah, I think that's everything I have to plug. I said, leave me a review if you like it. I said, sign up for the Patreon. Um, I mean, on Twitch, remember the game over there if you're interested. Yeah, that's it. I'm going to get out of here. That's good enough. Uh, thank you so much for listening, everybody. I'm going to do some shout outs and get out of here. You guys are the best. And I will talk to you on the next podcast. Take it easy, everybody. Cheers. Goodbye.
Remember the Game is brought to you by our Patreons. I could not produce all the content I churn out every week without all of your support. The following people are signed up at the Senior Executive Vice President level or higher at patreon.com slash rememberthegame. And in addition to thanking them for supporting the show and donating some of their pledges to the Stollery Children's Hospital here in Edmonton, I'd like to take a moment to just thank them all individually by fucking up a bunch of their names. So a huge thank you to... Makeshift Mallow Money, Joe Buck, Sharonic, Andre, Keegs in a Stupid Arrow Handle, James Clark, Dave McGee, DNA Gaming, Slick Rick, Doug Dorn, Charlie Maderos, Andrew Wright, Jordan, the Good Enough Gamer on YouTube, Frazier Burns, Little Bunny Fufu89, Angry Ticks, Dave Thompson, No One Cares, Brandon O'Brien, Aaron Lawson, Matt McLean, Morgan Zane Donovan, Mike Maloney, Chris, Very Cool Dude, G9PSX, Raging Demon, Wolfgang Darren, Sam Wright, Andy Hudson, Chris Copland, Matt McLean, Too Loud for the Crowd, Wolf Magic 21, Johnny CCDC, Chowdy Loudy, Titan 420, Zonko 504, Adam Fair, Jeff Bergeron, Captain N, Game Nomad Misi, Daniel Tunable Power, Josh, John Woodruff, Just a Fish, Noob Q, Denzalo, Holmes, Zach Shepard, Ballsack Teabagger, Chris Dickin, Matthew D'Amico, Clayton Robertson, Frosty Feet 492, Chris Larkin, Austin Cook, Elijah Burns, Stephen Parnell, Aaron Price, Dokabai, Raysan Wontongo, Zach Coiner, DBXJ, Jameer Williams, Steve Dalk, Sid's Good Leg, Trav H, Nicholas Chaffee, David Marcus, Phil Lencher, Illegal Amigo 69, Ruben Elizald, Eric James, Laces Out, Dan C. Spin, Thomas Smith, Nicola Munch, Makuchi, DB Muppet, Leroy Westrich, Dark Squall, Jerry the 3D Printed Sawstrich. <laughs> <laughs> that, that threw me off. Paul Burke, Evalva, Sean Ramos, Susanna, Stud Still Smash, Mojo the Helper Monkey, Solid Rake, Brant Hewitt, Gabriel Dandria, Deandria, Deandria, Decoy Man, and James, John Jameson. Dude, I shortened the list so it would be easier and I fucked it up even more. Fuck, I suck at this. But thank you all so much. Maybe someday I'll spend some of your money on learning how to read. Thanks, everybody. I'll talk to you guys on the next one. Have a great one. Cheers. Goodbye. <laughs>